Public Radio. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Smells like fish. Tastes like chocolate. Reality Check Live. And now, a tobacco industry health fact for today. Um, There's absolutely no research that shows calling a member of an outlaw motorcycle gang a bony-armed girly man has any uh, deleterious effect on your health at all. (laughs) As long as you're smoking a cigarette, (laughs) it makes you look tough. If you believe that one, then you should stick around for another health fact for today from the tobacco industry. Reality Check Live. We have taken over your radio. We are now in control. We can crank up your radio's volume, or we can turn it down so low that you can barely hear it. Then we can turn it back up and mess around with the bass level. Or we can crank up the trouble. We can blow out your left speaker. Oh my God. We can even make your radio sound like a broken CDDDDD. We are in total charge. We are in complete control. We are Reality Check Live. Next on Reality Check Live. Harrison with you, asking you this question. What if the famous LAPD were actually flying drones around and spying on the public without the public knowing about it? What if a billion and a half dollars had been given by Homeland Security to police departments to do things that you don't know about? Straight ahead. I've spent a decade taking a bite out of conspiracy theories, unraveling urban legends, and grappling with worldwide top secret issues. I've even racked up some of their awards, all while ferreting out the bottom line. Uh oh. On all topics, controversial, bizarre, and taboo. Interviewing movers and shakers, agitators and muckrakers. But that doesn't answer my question. That is all I'm answering. With me, Gary Harrison, as your guide. Harrison with you, dreaming on a variety of different outlets, plus FMs up and down the west coast of California, east coast of the United States, and here and there in Europe. What about that DOD? That's Department of Defense. What about that LAPD, the famous LAPD, with the new weapons that they possess that you and I didn't know about? But there is one guy who knows a lot about it, and I have to tell you, shock and awe, as Rumsfeld would say, (laughs) was the state of me learning about this stuff. And let me introduce to you Hamid Khan. He is with the Stop LAPD spying coalition. Say that ten times quickly. <laughs> and you guys aren't kidding. They're spying the famous LAPD. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, LAPD is, uh, as they always talk about, being a model agency, and they say it in the sense that it serves people, but it's a model agency in exactly what surveillance, spying, and infiltration means. I mean, LAPD has a very long history, and we've been able to map that out going back to almost 1923, that LAPD's information red squads, uh, which were covert sections way before the FBI and way before COINTELPRO was in existence, which were based out of the manufacturers, out of Chamber of Commerce and yeah. funded by manufacturers and retailers associations. So, so LAPD has a very long and morbid history. Well, they do. And, and anyone who's been on the uh, backside of one of their batons or bullets um, may also bear witness to some of that. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Bill Clinton, his wife is running for president, famously. We know Absolutely. this to be true. Mm-hmm. In 1997, signed a defense authorization bill creating a marriage mm-hmm. between the Defense Department 
and the local cops. Absolutely. So this way, we now have tanks. LAUSD, that's the school system of Los Angeles, actually had a tank. Did I just say they had a tank? You're right. They had a tank. Now, as I understand it, because of your good work, they no longer have a tank. The surplus military equipment has been given by the Department of Defense to local law enforcement agencies for quite some time, but it was in the mid-90s that when uh, they created this section, 1033 program. And what's really interesting and quite morbid, I would say, about that program is that when this surplus equipment is given, which could be anywhere from grenade launchers to rocket launchers to minesweepers, and imagine minesweepers on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, minesweepers in the school system. In the school system, absolutely. Um, There's a condition that unless they are used within 12 months they have to be returned so so the incentives are created to to create conditions on the ground where this equipment is being used what we are seeing increasingly which is expanding rapidly as well is how counterterrorism and counterinsurgency tactics are increasingly getting incorporated and codified into local policing these are all tactics and programs that have been tested and tried on the battlefront. Um, predictive policing, that is becoming a big thing in the or United PP, States. Or PP, as they call it. Yeah. Predictive uh, policing. Predictive policing. And, yes. and th- thanks to uh, UCLA, uh-huh. which has deep fingers in that, the actually the chair of the anthropology department is responsible and is a co-founder of PredPol, short for predictive policing. One of the things we have are drones. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not talking Radio Shack for Timmy to take 720p video uh, from his bathtub or jerking off or whatever he's going to do with that. This, well, not, we don't know what the cops are actually doing with right. it, but what we do know is Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle had these $87,000 drones, and the people rose up and said, you know what? No, thanks. Absolutely. You're not allowed to hover outside of my window and see what I'm doing. Forget it. So they rose up. So now the, uh, the Seattle cops have all these drones. So the law says they're not allowed to sell them for cash, but they gave them as a gift mm-hmm. to the notorious LAPD and our notorious police chief who said, big, hairy drones, 87 <laughs> grand. Yeah, baby. And then LAPD spun that in PR as a gift. It was a gift from a sister city. And um, move along, move along, there's nothing to see here. Well, they're seeing a lot, or that's the intent, right? And and this is one of your big initiatives. This was one of our big campaigns in May of 2014. They did receive these Dragonfly X6 drones through which they had bought through the Urban Area Security Initiative, which is a whole funding stream that the Department of Homeland Security has. Uh, So we immediately launched a campaign, uh, Drone Free LAPD, No Drones LA. And uh, up until now, we've been able to keep them grounded because uh, we filed for public records and what came back was that they're still sitting at the Inspector General's office. We are demanding that these drones be either uh, completely dismantled or sent back to the manufacturer. Uh, The issue is that LAPD claims that they're going to be for a particular purpose. They're going to be in cases of emergency, but, you know, mission creep is real. What kind of emergency So if there there is uh, SWAT-like conditions, if basically where there's a standoff or there's hostage type situations uh. but then uh, I just mentioned SWAT that came around in the in the late 60s um, but we've seen what happened with the with SWAT where initially the purpose was standoffs and hostage conditions but now uh, there was a report last year that close to 70% of the SWAT deployment is on low-level uh, warrants you know for yeah. drug dealers 
So, which means that uh, mission creep is a term that's used in sure. the military, that the original intent gets sidelined and then you keep, so you keep on picking it so up. So that would be somebody smokes a joint, you can launch a drone. Absolutely. Who's done? And once you've done it once, you've set a precedent. Well, I mean, and we also have to uh, remember that last year in August of 2015, the state of North Dakota was the first state that passed a law that now police drones can be equipped with non-lethal weapons. So tasers, rubber bullets, tear gas, and various other things. And we know that these are not non-lethal. I mean, just in 2015, there were 47 deaths as a result of, uh, of tasers. Yeah. So, so that's exactly the direction that we are heading. So it's really the, the extensive militarization of the police. Mission creep is real. And obviously, there's a lot of distrust about the LAPD, which this is the second year in a row that they have murdered the most people of any police department in the country. Um, and then just last year's LAPD's own Inspector General audit showed that over 30% of these secret files identified individuals as black, over 82% were non-whites, and whatever gender was identified, 50% of them were black women. Well, it's very interesting given that the U.S. population um, certainly doesn't reflect those demographics. It Absolutely should be not. the other way around. It should be mostly white people or mostly this or mostly that, but oddly it never is. And and this speaks to yet a second level and we're going to talk about police body cams mm -hmm. right now, which in theory sounds great. The cops say, well we saw you doing this, we clobbered you, it's our word against yours. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's give them cameras, now it's on tape. Right. Great, that sounds good in theory, but that's not what we're looking at here. Absolutely not, and just in full disclosure, the Stop LAPD Spying Coalition published a 45-page report detailing why we reject the use of body cameras. The body cameras were supposed to be the silver bullet uh, for police accountability, but the body cameras are not looking on police officers. They are outward looking. So it's about a 130 degree angle mm -hmm. where they pick up all the, all the, all the footage. So it's not really on, on the officers themselves. Um, secondly, uh, I think it's also uh, critical to know that how they are being used as well. So for example, in, in Los Angeles, uh, the LAPD, their policy is that based upon their own, and that's where the interfacing comes in, based upon their own facial recognition technology, yeah. all background footage can be used for evidence. So you and I could be, so the, so the police officer may stop somebody taking footage with the body camera, we can be walking in the background. We are basically suspects as well in that footage. Based on the reasonable blah, 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 blah that you Observed mentioned earlier. Observed behavior, Wait, it's reasonably you, indicative. You come on the show, I forced you to sign a release form saying that we can actually use your image. Absolutely. But the police don't need a release form. No, if they don't. If you're trapped in their video, it is an implied release. So basically the argument is that it's a public space. Yeah. So you don't have uh, the protections of the Constitution when you're in public space. So I'm sure Jefferson would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, with the LAPD, one of the other issues is that as far as the use of the body camera is that it, it's not, they, not only they recommend, but they require their officers to review the footage before they file their is report. Is that right? Yes. Before they file before their report. They file report. So the police should police the police to make sure that the police are self-policing. Absolutely. And, and something that we had said in the very beginning it's interesting that just last month or two months ago, Temple University mm -hmm. out of uh, Pennsylvania, they uh, came out with a report on body cameras stating that police shootings have gone up since people have been, they have been using body cameras. And the reason they're saying is that now, uh, because in pol police killings, a lot of them are in policy. It's basically they have the license to kill. So in essence, the body cameras are now footage that justify the policy as well. 
So, so it's really a twisted concept where now we are looking at that it was supposed to be uh, officer misconduct, but yet again, what we are seeing is that it's being used. And, and what's also, uh, your folks would be interested to know, that when the Los Angeles Police Commission submitted its report on body cameras to the city council, it was a 30-page report. Not, there was not a single sentence about accountability. It was all about how the city can reduce liability with the use of these body cameras. Oh, okay. So when you go to some of their manufacturers' website, like Vivu, uh, it says, for cops, by cops. Hamid Khan is with Stop LAPD Spying Coalition, and uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, you know, now I'm going to be uneasy um, forever. It's but about it's power, okay. not paranoia. That's <laughs> power, whole not paranoia. <laughs> I like that. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen, well, it's still legal. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. News. Reality Check. Recast. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik, and this is your World Minute. The city of Cape Town in South Africa is still laboring under a crippling water shortage brought about by a drought that has threatened the region since 2015. NBC reports that the city recently narrowly averted a catastrophic day zero scenario in which city water supplies would have been shut off completely to both businesses and residences. Measures taken to avoid such a calamity include limiting each resident to a mere 13.2 gallons of water use each day for any and all purposes. Enforcement includes police patrols watching for violations such as washing cars or watering gardens. And city officials even set up an interactive website where residents can check on their neighbors' water use and shame them into compliance. As the situation becomes progressively dire, the suggested solutions are becoming more extreme, with ideas ranging from costly desalinization plants to one pitch to tow an iceberg to the South African coast and use that as a water supply. And now for your Media Minute. The occupation of journalist, while never a glamorous or lucrative one, became just that much more difficult and dangerous in 2017. While U.S. news organizations suffered the verbal slings and arrows of the current presidential administration, Al Jazeera reports that at least 81 reporters were killed in the line of duty last year worldwide. 2018 looks headed to break that ignominious record, with 10 journalists recently killed in a single day in Afghanistan. The International Federation of Journalists reports that rates of imprisonment are even worse, with a record number of reporters jailed in 2017 for doing their jobs. The Globe and Mail reports that Turkey was the most egregious incarcerator, with 73 journalists imprisoned in 2017, followed by China with 41. Many fear that recent disrespect for the press at home and danger abroad will greatly diminish the numbers of those willing to enter or stay in the profession, with the recent Baltimore Sun editorial stating, quote, winnowing and decoding the truth is hard, uncompromising work with little reward. I fear that the truth seekers of tomorrow may not want to bother. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik. Recap Reality Check Live. This portion of the show is brought to you by Franco-American Spaghetti Nose. The delicious spaghetti you suck through your nose. Uh-oh. <coughs> spaghetti Nose. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live.
Hey, everybody. Do you need a website? Do you need a .com or a .org or a .anything? Do you need a domain name? Do you have a website that needs a little refreshing to help your sales ability? Maybe you need a website, period. We can handle all of that for you right through the show. And if you get it through us... Well, you're helping the show and helping keep us on the air and helping us get the voices to you that really are spiked and not available everywhere else. All you have to do is go to realitycheckplus.com. Realitycheckplus.com is your one-stop shop to get your domain name, to get your website done, to get your SSL, if you know what that is, you techie, you geek, you nerd. You could get the whole spectrum, not just .coms, but you can get a special email address with your own professional email address based on your domain. We can set up email services. We can set up hosting services for you. Whatever it is that's web-related, get it at a discount. Get it through us, realitycheckplus.com. Realitycheckplus.com for all of your internet needs. Realitycheckplus.com. Proudly presents the history of smoking. The practice of smoking began during the Stone Age when cavemen would stick their heads into active volcanoes after having sex. Over the years, man attempted to smoke a variety of substances dirt, feathers. Bananas. Oh, wow, colors. <laughs> it was not until colonial times that American Indians introduced the perfect smoking material, tobacco. Mm, you have them, Sir Walter Raleigh and Can. Nah, he tied to steak. <laughs> Today, we know all too well that smoking is dangerous. Hey, buddy, got a cigarette? No, just this good. Now, give me your wallet. Yes. From active volcanoes to tobacco. For you, the smoker, smoking will always be the end. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live. Reality Check Live. You know, it's pretty rare when we ever get to talk about a congressperson that actually is a statesman, has integrity, doesn't lie, doesn't cheat, doesn't steal, doesn't hang out with uh, porn stars or hookers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And one that has passed over 120 pieces of legislation using common sense language. For instance, if you have Medicare or Medicaid, your eyeballs and your teeth uh, are probably not connected to your body as far as Medicare is concerned. Well, this man, Alan Grayson, a former congressman from the state of Florida, he was one of the guys to put through certain bills that actually attach your eyeballs to your physical body so that they can be covered. He's a, a seriously heroic congressperson, and he is here today because he's going to be running again for a congressman. Because he is going to be running again as congressman. Because he is going to be running again as congressman for the state of Florida, but a congressman who actually does the people of the United States, the larger people's business. I want to introduce you to him in case you've never met him, Congressman Alan Grayson. We just had recently millions of people show up all over the world to talk about gun violence. 
And the good news, as you, Alan Grayson, run again to be congressman of the United States representing Florida, is that there are youths, whatever the plural is of a youth, something like that, by the tens of millions, all of whom are going to be registered to vote. And we have a sense how they may not be voting and which party they may be registering to vote for. Well, this is very exciting, and it's exciting for one reason specifically, which is that the whole modern thrust of political dialogue um, in the country has been for many years from Fox News, from the right wing, from Richmond and Boss, saying uh, it doesn't matter how you vote, why do you even bother? And the voter suppression helps to feed into that. Uh, what, we're, what we're hearing is that the youth of America does not accept that. Uh, they recognize that the future is their future, they recognize that in a democracy, they control the laws, the rules by which we all live, and they're going to participate. Um, and it was an open question. Um, for years, there's been a sense of anomie. Uh, anomie has been the enemy. Uh, there's been a sense that um, what's the difference? They don't pay any attention to me. They're not really representing me, et cetera, et cetera. And the right wing has fed that kind of cynicism. Um, across the board, uh, young people are rejecting that whole line of thought, and they recognize their inherent power in a functioning democracy. And we've been dealing with gerrymandering. Poor Elbridge Gary. I mean, if he were, like, <laughs> dug up, he'd be doing the backflips that he's doing, certainly, wherever he is nowadays. Here we are dealing with uh, the possibility now that huge, vast numbers of voters could actually make a difference. Kind of like a democracy. It's not Aristotle, but it's close. Well, in fact, we had a, a case in point recently in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, Democrats got more votes than Republicans for Congress, and because of the power of gerrymandering, uh, because in effect, it's not the voters choosing their elected representatives, but it's been the elected representatives choosing their voters, uh, the Republicans ended up with 12 seats, the Democrats ended up with five. Um, in another Midwestern state, it's uh, 10 Republicans, four Democrats, even though the Democrats get more votes there as well. And I could give you other examples as well. The Republicans have used their power over state legislators to basically uh, cheat the Democrats out of seats all across the country to the point where Democrats have to win the national vote by eight points in order to be able to take back the House of Representatives. Now, I think we've seen the high watermark in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court said, no, that's not acceptable. You're not actually functioning as democracy when most people vote Democratic and they end up with 12 Republican congressmen to five Democrats. So we may have seen it roll back. In Florida, we've seen it roll back already. Um, the Republicans had jammed up the Democrats so badly that in Florida, the ultimate 50-50 purple state where no presidential candidate has gotten more than 53% of the vote since Ronald Reagan. Nevertheless, the Republicans had 19 congressmen. The Democrats had six. And now we've changed that. Now there are 11 Democrats representing Florida. And after the elections this year, there could well be 14. So we'll end up with roughly half of the total number, possibly even more. That's because people rose up against gerrymandering, forbade it under the Florida Constitution. And you're seeing the same kind of movement nationwide. Here in California, you have an independent commission that decides these things to prevent gerrymandering. But whether you do it that way or by court review or whatever, people are fed up. They're tired of being cheated out of their votes. They're not going to take it anymore. The recent calamities uh, in your state of Florida, and by the way, if you're watching this as a stream, 
This man is representing Florida, and Florida is a very important state. It's also the place where we've seen, uh, we saw the Pulse nightclub, uh, Parkland recently. outside my district. And I grew up in Florida, in Naples, right across from you, your district. And so here we have this situation now where you guys, as always, are a very important state. And you're running to be in a very important state. Then you end up in Congress. You'll be standing there next to Donald Trump at some point. Oh, boy. Well, you know, Florida is uh, sort of a laboratory uh, for America because Florida is so divided the way that uh, America has become divided. Uh, The question, I guess, for all of us is what could possibly overcome that? What could bring us together? I think the answer to that is the common impulse that we all feel to help people in need. Uh, There there was a a book written not long ago uh, by a Democratic theorist. He said, the way to communicate with people on the other side, the people who have a different set of values, to say, have you ever helped anybody? And how did you feel when you did help somebody? The answer is always yes. I might be a rock-ribbed Republican, but I have helped people in my life. And uh, I felt good about it. And that gives us some sort of common ground. That's something to work with in Florida. Otherwise, uh, politics just becomes tribal. Um, it's the war of all against all. Uh, so if you want to try to overcome that in Florida or anywhere else, uh, you have to agree on a set of values uh, based upon uh, helping people in need. I would imagine, and I can neither confirm nor deny whether I'd like to see you in Congress again, because I have to walk a very careful line, but I would imagine the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of kids that are dealing with the issues in Florida and the gunplay, you are the solution. You are the soothing emollient to their particularly chafed spirits right now. And if they know about you, and they actually do, as they talked about, when people come out of the public grocery store, we're going to sign them up to vote. When they get in out of their car, when they shave, we're going to sign them up to vote. This could actually totally change the calculus of who's in charge and how things look. Well, that's true. You're referring to something that we discussed before on camera, which is the enormous effort that we've made in my district to actually help people to vote. Um, And we've made enormous progress in that regard. The turnout has grown astronomically in my district. And we do it uh, two different ways. We do it mechanically. We want to make sure that everybody's registered to vote, that people who want to vote at home by mail have a chance to do that. But in addition to that, we give people a reason to vote. I want people to understand that, um, it, it's, it, that the choice in politics is meaningful, that you actually get to choose your future uh, through your political choices, through your vote, through participating in the political process. You are determining your own future, whether it's going to be good or bad. And, and again, this is a way that, that helps to bridge the gap that exists in Florida and uh, everywhere else. I want people to understand that a vote for Alan Grayson is a vote for a particular future that's better for ordinary people. Uh, let's, let's describe that future in a nutshell, and we'll pull this out and make it a clip. And that will be the thing that repeats forever in people's head. Well, I'll give you an example of this. Um, I put on our local ballot paid sick leave. Uh, Paid sick leave is something that's unusual in Florida. Um, Hardly anybody has it. I put on the ballot in Orange County, and we won 58% of the vote. Uh, That that gives you one example of a concrete difference in people's lives. Uh, It's shocking to me. I have five children who are in public school. Um, When my children are sick, I get a call from the school saying, you have to take your kids home, and I take them home. Um, But when somebody works for a living and they're sick, they're forced to work. 
it's not that anybody can call and take them home. They're literally forced to work. So we have a, a very counterproductive, inhumane policy in that regard. Just to give you one example, to give you another example, um, I marched with the Disney workers when they were fighting for a $10 minimum wage. And then they got not only a $10 minimum wage, but they got a 20% raise for the poorest paid workers at Disney World because they belong to unions. And I went on the local TV stations. And by the way, a lot of uh, Democrats, unfortunately, will go out of their way to avoid any association with unions. I think that's wrong. I went on our local TV stations in Disneyland and pointed out that pretty much the only people who were going to see a 20% raise over two years in Central Florida were people who were lucky enough to belong to a union. Uh, to give you an example, so I want to see uh, strength in Social Security, not, not just protecting it, but actually increasing it. I campaigned statewide on the, on the motto, seniors deserve a raise. We haven't had a raise in Social Security in more than 40 years now. The GNP, has, per capita GNP has doubled, and seniors have actually gotten 3% less now than they got 40 years ago. We need to increase Medicare. It needs to cover eyes, ears, and teeth. Uh, I introduced a bill called the Seniors Have Eyes, Ears, and Teeth Act, in case there was any doubt about that. And it's quite an anomaly that Medicare doesn't cover eyes, ears, and teeth. So in general, we have to elevate the, the, the standard of, of life and joy that people feel at every stage, whether they're children, whether they're in working age, whether they're seniors and retirees and so on. Uh, make life better for ordinary people in practical ways. I'm going to tell you a quick secret. I was just in Australia. Yes, $17 an hour minimum wage. And they have this stuff called sleek light rail. And as you're standing there, one of these sleek light rail trains comes by full of people. And affordably, they can go long distances on that, like 60, 70 miles, as a matter of fact, for one price. They also have Band-Aids for all. So if somebody is bleeding, they get a free Band-Aid. If their arm breaks, they get it fixed. And this is part of what they compel their government to do. And they're not ashamed you go to Switzerland, Germany, France, Italy, Spain. They're not embarrassed to see a nice choo-choo train go by full of people. They don't wince and blush because somebody's getting a heart operation so they don't die. This is a progressive way of thinking. And um, the Swiss are not layabouts, by the way. They have a pretty high standard of living. And they have this kind of weird idea of equality. And it actually works. This seems to be your vision, too. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I mean, I, I, I love America. You can tell from my tie and my watch also. Um, <laughs> but uh, we can, we, if we love the place, we can make it better. Um, I'll just tell you that um, I went to Norway about six years ago. Uh, Donald Trump I, is a favored, <laughs> one of his favorite countries. <laughs> I, I hurt myself very badly. I went inside an ice cave and I fell. Um, and I fell right on my back. Um, they took me to the clinic. Uh, this is a town of, of 3,000 people. Um, so you wouldn't think that they have much of a hospital, but in fact, uh, they were able to give me blood tests, check for internal bleeding, give me an x-ray, uh, give me some pain medication, give me basically all the care that I needed, uh, and it cost a little bit more than $50. Uh, and, and by the way, my health coverage does not extend to Norway. So this gives you a sense of what, it's, what, what life can be like um, if we don't try to put the insurance company in between you and your care, the insurance company basically has a conflict of interest. They're trying to get as much money as they can out of your pocket, give you as little care as they can get away with, and they call the difference profit. 
So we're hearing an intelligent voice of the Democratic Party. In fact, if the Democratic Party were just you, this would be a pleasure for many people. How do they follow you? How do they learn more? How do they put a little warm air under the wings of possibility here? Well, uh, I, I will tell you that we're working on our website right now, so I'm not able to give you the URL, but I'm not that hard to find. I, if you... <laughs> If you Google me, there's an alarming number of web pages. Um, our YouTube channel had fi- has 50,000 subscribers. Uh, my Facebook page, which is a good place to start, has 175,000 friends. Um, there are 400,000 web pages that have my name on it, uh, more than any Democrat in Congress other than Nancy Pelosi. So I'm not that hard to find. And thanks to you, maybe we'll keep it that way. And we're sitting in a chair because he's six foot four. So you know what happens when tall people get in power? Things work. Alan Grayson, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. you. And um, I can neither confirm nor deny that uh, it would be wonderful. Did I say it would be wonderful? I think I did. If you were back in Congress. So uh, let's see if the gods are smiling. And I think they already are. Well, thank you for that. That's very, very kind. And I want to tell you how valuable it is from my perspective to actually be able to sit here and talk to you and answer questions like this. How often do we ever hear candidates actually talking about things that matter in people's lives. So many times we have a candidate that steps forward and says, well, I'm a veteran, vote for me. Not that I'm against that. Uh, We have somebody who steps forward and says, I'm X, vote for me. I'm an astronaut, vote for me. Whatever it might be, that's not the way it ought to be. It's not about us, okay? It's about what needs to be done uh, to make uh, America a wonderful paradise for everyone and to be champions of justice, equality, and peace. Yay. Former Congressman Alan Grayson, once again running to be congressman, representing the state of Florida, the one of the most important states in the world. In fact, the globe looks on, however it works there, and uh, he has passed over 121 pieces of legislation, probably the hardest working congressman you'll ever meet, and guess what? Soon you will meet him again. This is Reality Check Live in HD. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. News. Reality Check. Recast. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik, and this is your History Minute. The mystery of the whereabouts of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 continues, with a four-year exhaustive search of the Indian Ocean failing to reveal any trace of the missing Boeing 777 or its 238 occupants. One unexpected outcome of that quest, however, is the possible identification of two different shipwrecks from the 19th century. The Associated Press reports that a sonar hunt for the missing airplane revealed the wreckage of two coal transport ships, believed to be vessels lost in the late 1880s. Both wrecks are located off the southwest coast of Australia, and both were carrying coal cargo from the British Isles. But maritime archaeology experts speculate that the depth of both vessels will prevent any further fact-finding. And as for Flight 370, that mystery will likely continue as the coalition search by Malaysia, China, and Australia for the lost airplane was formally abandoned in 2017. And finally, your surprise minute. 
Police in Newton, Kansas, got a big surprise recently when they responded to reports of a naked man underneath a car. CBS reports that responding officers discovered the nude man not in distress nor in need of any assistance, but instead attempting to make sweet, sweet love to the tailpipe of an automobile. Lieutenant Scott Powell of the Newton Police Department said, quote, We were called to the 1200 block of East Broadway to a report of a naked male underneath the car. He was attempting to stick his penis into the tailpipe of the vehicle, end quote. Powell said the au natural man was severely intoxicated and unresponsive to officer commands, so he was stun-gunned and booked on charges of lewd and lascivious behavior. A good reminder that if the target of your amorous advances cannot give consent, pick another target, especially if that target was a car. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik. Recap Reality Check Live. Finally, there's an internet service designed just for perverts. It's APOL, American Porn Online. No more fumbling with your left hand while your right hand plays with search engines that give you misleading titles. With American Porn Online, you get direct connections to all the best porn sites in America. Our live tech support is trained to get you up and get your problem handled fast. I'm naked and I'm rubbing my little mouse. Are you rubbing yours? Plus, with American Porn Online, you get up to 50 anonymous email addresses. Welcome. You've got porn mail. So if you love internet porn, and who doesn't, then grab your APOL, American Porn Online. Only $1.99 per month. Live tech support $3 per minute. Jump on APOL today. That's American Porn Online. Listen, well, it's still legal. Reality Check Live. Hey, everybody. Do you need a website? Do you need a .com or a .org or a .anything? Do you need a domain name? Do you have a website that needs a little refreshing to help your sales ability? Maybe you need a website, period. We can handle all of that for you right through the show. And if you get it through us, well, you're helping the show and helping keep us on the air and helping us get the voices to you that really are spiked and not available everywhere else. All you have to do is go to realitycheckplus.com. Realitycheckplus.com is your one-stop shop to get your domain name, to get your website done, to get your SSL, if you know what that is, you techie, you geek, you nerd. You could get the whole spectrum, not just .coms, but you can get a special email address with your own professional email address based on your domain. We can set up email services. We can set up hosting services for you. Whatever it is that's web-related, get it at a discount. Get it through us, realitycheckplus.com. Realitycheckplus.com for all of your internet needs. Realitycheckplus.com. NPR. This is all things in consider. Reality check live. And it is Reality Check Live, realitychecklive.org. I am loud. That's because I'm excited, I'm amped up, and we are going to have a historical show today. Not only because it's going to be excellent and awesome, you're never going to forget the content, but we're going to do something that has never been done before in all of human history. Why? Because, as we know, in America, something has only been legal for a very short period of time. In the well over 300-year history of this country, never before was this ever allowed for anybody. 
What possibly could I be talking about, you wonder? What possibly could have happened in recent times where today we are going to sign a certificate making it law right here in the radio station? Understand what we do here. People are going to be watching it as it's live streams right now on, uh, on our Facebook page, which is Reality Check LV, Reality Check LV. LV on Facebook, you'll be able to see what's going on as we sign this thing. Now, what just happened over the weekend? Monumental. We all know Christine Blasdale of KPFK. She is a ubiquitous force, senior producer, and more. She, she is now, right now, right here, sitting next to her wife. Her wife, Tracy Blasdale. And hello, Tracy Blasdale. Hello, Harrison. And Thank hello, you. Christine Blasdale. Hello. What We're... happened over the weekend is they got married. We sure did. And with that marriage, the vows were said and an extraordinary commitment was, was made. Now, understand, these things are still fairly rare around the world. Mm -hmm. And it has happened here and, and somebody here from our own radio station. And it is profound and in the name of love. And all this happens on the tail of what's going on in the White House. Yes. And when I say tail, I mean that in every possible permutation. Of course, this administration is preparing to issue a rule that rolls back protections, which happens to be something called Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, known as the Health Care Rights Law. How does this affect all of us and why is this relevant? Well, it is because this move would change a 2016 rule under the Health Care Rights Law, which bars discrimination based on sex stereotyping, gender identity and pregnancy. This is for all the humans now. That could lead to confusion, unequal access, rollbacks of a landmark progress in health coverage for women. For women, all women, 52% of the human global population. This country has 340 million Americans, half of whom are women, and they are in the crosshairs. And these two women have gotten married to show their strength, to unify, to become one, and to... And to model this excellent behavior of love coming first. And Christine, it is profound that I got to participate in your wedding. You sure did. And um, in a big way, Carrie, you actually um, were the, you were the, what we call in Australia, the celebrant, but you were the person who actually brought us both together and made it official for us. And I, I am so grateful. Tracy and I are both so grateful for you uh, being there for us and um, and making this uh, legal and permanent and in the eyes of everyone that was there at the wedding. It was a gorgeous, absolutely beautiful ceremony. And you made it happen for us. And I want to thank you. Couldn't have thought of a better person. My sentiments, to, exactly. Right, to do it. And you got to read. You read our personal vows that we had to one another. And you added, of course, the wonderful Harrison Flair that you do. Well. I couldn't help it. <laughs> and you let He's me do adorable. it. Of and, you know, we're going to have souvenirs for everybody listening. Souvenirs uh, that are special souvenirs. that are not wedding souvenirs. They're much larger all about life. And that's what this ceremony was about, larger life. You and me as, as in one human family. Yes. And what we saw and what I saw over the weekend is that this is Hotel Earth and everyone gets a room. And it's very important right now because we, the people, are the ones who are going to make sure that it continues to happen. And we're going to let you know what those souvenir souvenirs are. And they're portable. 
portable souvenirs. We like that. We like that. Kind. And it's a fun drive, so it's a perfect timing. It's isn't perfect. It? It's going to be so cool. And let's right now. Again, we're going to do something historical in about oh about five minutes. Something historical, and you won't want to miss it. Um, you're allowed to go on Facebook and check us out at our Reality Check Live Facebook page, which is Reality Check LV LV for Live on Facebook. Reality Check LV, and you can watch what's going to happen in about five minutes. But let's enjoy a little clip, shall we, Christine, of your wedding ceremony. Trust me, this is not like what you're used to in a church. This was in <laughs> Ojai. You guys had this in this magnificent place in the middle of, well, it's Ojai. What more does one need to say? If you haven't been to Ojai. Go. Um, God's country. Think, yeah. Think of like where they shot The Hobbit in New Zealand. It's kind of like that. It is. Green rolling hills. It is absolutely spectacular. And we did this out in a yard. They have a swimming pool and tennis courts. It was very upscale, so I'm glad you invited me. <laughs> I feel more comfortable also with the, the quality of food that was there. Not only was it vegan, vegetarian, organic, and then all the other permutations that I can't even say on the air because I can't pronounce half the stuff. Yeah. But it was good. And I gained 28 pounds. So it was <laughs> that good, especially the cake. But next to where the ceremony was held was a huge bed, a huge metal mm -hmm. bed, which they have as a day bed for sun tanning. I like that. But the optics were beautiful when you're doing a wedding next to a gigantic bed. Mm. What does that mean? It means that it was too heavy to move That's for the exactly ceremony. That's exactly what it <laughs> means. It means it was too heavy to move. We're going to have an intimate moment here. Then we're going to do this, this uh, historical thing very, together. Yeah, we're sharing something. This is very intimate. Listeners. I don't know if they realize that this is very. This is something that actually many of our family and friends have not even heard or seen. So the KPFK listeners are hearing this for the first time before even our friends and family. That's are right. This. So yeah. um, there's actually nobody in Australia. Australia, not even my closest relatives. Is my mom or my sister or my father or my very good friends have actually heard this. So I would love to share it with you right now. Yeah, this is going to be the first time actually anybody has heard this outside of this place in Ojai. And this is what love sounds like, yeah. not what tradition sounds like yeah. or what something out of, um, let's just say, a pre-published scripted something that's been said a million times over mm. that doesn't have any depth to it. Uh, Christine, this and Tracy came out of your hearts. Of course. These words that, that I got to participate in, too. This is the nature of all humanity, the shades of gray that we enjoy. Love, when you close your eyes and kiss, love does not have a beard, nor does it have smooth skin. It is... Ubiquitous. It is a soft little pink floating <laughs> cloud. <laughs> Our favorite color. <laughs> and now, will you please face each other even more than you are now, which is not possible, <laughs> and join hands even more tightly, and please repeat after me. I, Christine, receive you, Tracy, as my partner and my beloved. I, Christine, receive you, Tracy, as my partner and my beloved. I promise to always defend your right to be your courageous, honest, and full of light self. I promise to always... <laughs> I promise to always defend your right... I promise to always defend your right to, to be, be your, your courageous, courageous, 
honest, honest, and full of light self. And full of light self. I promise to laugh often. I promise to laugh often. <laughs> and pull together all of my strength. And pull together all of my strength. Even during hard times. Even during hard times. I promise to believe in the truth. I promise to believe in the truth. The truth of what we are. The truth of what we are. And the truth that I will love you always. And the truth that I will love you always. To my very last breath. To my very last breath. You are always in my corner as I am in yours. We are blessed beyond words to have found each other this lifetime. From the moment our paths crossed, you have moved me sideways. You have captivated me. I've fallen in love with you again and again and countless times without reservation. You've challenged me and today we get to marry each other. I promise to be true to you, to uplift you and to support you. Indulge all of your Scorpio ways. <laughs> 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 and to share with you the most beautiful moments of life and most of all love you for your highest good with this ring I thee wed it would probably be reasonable to acknowledge the bed over there. <laughs> Many of you are wondering, why is it there? <laughs> and have you been to a marriage ceremony yet where it is actually deployed in front of the witnesses? <laughs> it's just too heavy to move. <laughs> I would now like to end this celebration with a very special blessing. Wow. <laughs> which was just that fertility blessing now you will feel no rain for each of you will be shelter for the other now you feel no cold for each of you will be warmth for each other now there will be no loneliness for you you are two people but there is only one life between you and one life before you go now into the future of your togetherness and may your days be good and long together. I now pronounce you sacred twin hearts. I now pronounce you wife and wife. You may kiss your bride. All righty. Wow, very powerful. Reality check live. Yes. Truly yeah. independent. And sometimes codependent. <laughs> truly, well, that's for sure. Truly independent. And sometimes codependent. <laughs> We're sitting here right now. Harrison with you. This is, of course, Reality Check Live, realitychecklive.org. We're going to do something historical. You just heard a moment of this wedding, which was a real celebration. It was... I've never seen anything like that, frankly. So right here, right now, we are going to have a historical moment. Yes. We are going to sign this wedding certificate which i have right here we're going to sign it and make you officially married 
And we're going to have, we have two witnesses here. We and, have Yes, and I just want to say the importance yes. of this is that, um, and because we had gone to the courthouse, uh, Tracy and I had gone to the courthouse Correct. in Ventura and, and got all, everything all, all, all done. This is the actual license that um, the officiant or the celebrant um, is to sign, which was Harrison, yes. who did our ceremony for us. And now with your signature, Harrison, this and the witnesses that are here in the studio right now, we will be officially uh, Mrs. and Mrs. Blossom. We'll be officially married. And um, and this means the world the world to us right now. And thank you so much, Australia, for actually voting yes, because that has um, been so much. It, it was so important for my our future and our family's future that you said that. And if you are a woman or a child or just a human being, you have a connection to this subject matter because, after all, we are one human family, whether we like it or not. And it's best that we find a way to share our toys because we've always found throughout human history, whenever you get, say, 100 people, first thing you know, they start trading and bartering and, you know, I'll make your shoes and you make my belt. And culture starts and then you've got a little music and a little art and some science and people start teaching each other. So I hope you've had a good experience with this. It was a real honor for me to marry you two. And uh, I do that for people whenever they want it. Uh, it's a hell of an honor for me, and I really appreciate the first ever signing of a lesbian marriage certificate, same-sex marriage certificate, here on the radio, which is being heard everywhere all over the country right now. And uh, I love being among the first to do the first. Harris with you. This is Reality Check Live. RealityCheckLive.org.